This is the Commercial Property Show Australia. Show number 30. I've put together a list of 42 locations around Australia and we're going to get your quick opinion on all of them. Townsville. Townsville is a market we invest in all price points. You're generally looking at a 7.5 cap rate for that area. It's a pretty good market there. It's stable. It's got a good agriculture, mining, service, defence. You know, there's all sorts of subsectors in that economy which will protect it from the ups and downs. Do you see that market tightening in 12 months time? Yes, definitely. Hey, commercial property community. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am the host of the Commercial Property Show. My name is Andrew Bean. And in today's show, we have a little bit of an announcement first. The guys over at Feedspot have nominated uh, the Commercial Property Show in the top 50 investing podcasts of Australia. And we actually featured at number 23. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Thank you so much for those guys over there for ranking us there. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check that out. And now in today's show, Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing joins me on this week's episode to talk about 42 different locations around Australia. He gives us his professional opinion where Rethink is buying where the best deals are, where the most deals are, and also cap rates. He talks about different cap rates in different areas from his experience. So it's a great show if you're looking to get an idea of all the different markets around Australia. Investing in commercial property is a lot like a team sport. You need a lot of good players around you to complete a property transaction. No one can do it alone. If you're like me and want to surround yourself with like-minded people who have similar property goals, people who motivate you and push you to achieve more, then come and join the commercial property community today. You can find our private group on Facebook by searching Commercial Property Show Community or you can click on the link in the show notes. Our expert guests are just waiting to answer your questions in the forum and together we can help each other reach the ultimate goal of financial freedom. My next guest has just co-authored his first book, and is the founder of Rethink Investing. It's Scott O'Neill. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me. No worries, buddy. So, mate, first things first, tell me about your new book. Long story short, when I first started investing in commercial property, it was about six, seven years ago, and there was just no resources out there on the whole commercial property world. And even when you Googled it online, there was just not much information outside of a couple of books I found in the US. So, It was always in my mind that there was a bit of a gap in the market and long story short, we started a commercial buyers agency around six, seven years ago as well called Rethink Investing and it was always on my mind to write the book but I never really had time. But when COVID first hit, it was a bit of an excuse to get into it. So basically uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours later, I got about a 230 odd page book and it covers 
bit about my wife and I's story. So it's a real story about how we got into commercial property, how we transitioned from residential. And it's really just got all the nuts and bolts of the actual differences in types of commercial properties, what all the uh, terms and cap rates and yield compression, all those technical terms are all covered in this book. And it's a bit of an A to Z summary on commercial property, one that I wish I had six, seven years ago when I started. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, I cannot wait to read it. It's going to be really, really helpful. So the last time you were on the show back in episode four, it was right around the first lockdowns and a very different story was playing out then. But fast forward 12 months and a lot has changed. What's the general feel around investing in commercial property right now? It's probably the busiest and most intense it's ever been. I don't think, like I've spoken to some veteran sales agents that have been around for 40 years in the industry and never seen it like it is now. There's a combination of probably double the demand, but roughly 40 to 50% less stock. So that is creating significant growth in good assets. Just to give you an idea how impressive this growth is, even the weakest subsector of the commercial market, which is CBD office space, is still growing in value. Even with all that short-term leasing risk, it doesn't make any sense, but this is the demand for actually purchasing this stuff. It's still growing even in those weak markets. So the stronger asset classes like medical or industrial, you could imagine how they're doing at the moment. It's crazy times, but be in the right spot and still get a good deal. You've got to try not overpay because there is a bit of the fear of missing out going on at the moment, which can be dangerous. And have you noticed an increase in inquiries now that the mainstream media is reporting a residential property boom? Yeah, look, my like Rethink Investing, to sort of go into it, we normally have about 20 to 30 people per week reach out to our company. It's around 100 a week at the moment. So wow. we're sitting at more than triple inquiries based on our long-term trend. And yeah, like you said, it to do with the residential markets are booming and they're becoming more unaffordable and less valuable to people. Why would you want to invest in a highly negatively geared asset at the peak of a market? There might be more room for growth, of course, but it's the yields that are just scaring people off. So as people get more equity out of their houses, they're putting it into other asset classes and commercial is a logical next step because it will give you a very good yield and it's a bit of a diversity play as well. Yeah, exactly. All right, mate. Well, today I want to shape this chat around the different markets around Australia. And I know at Rethink, you help clients purchase property all over Oz. So what we're going to do is I put together a list of 42 locations around Australia, and we're going to get your quick opinion on all of them. Okay. So Scott's going to give his opinion on all the areas. And then I'm going to ask him what the minimum cap rate he would be happy to purchase a warehouse asset with a great tenant with a very strong lease. And to keep that consistent, we're going to assume that each property is the same in every single location with the same tenant and the same lease, just to try and keep it all consistent. How do you feel about Cairns? Oh, so Cairns is a market we're not currently investing in. It doesn't mean it's not a good market. We just rethink, pick and choose where we invest. So some of these property locations on your list that I saw a few minutes ago, I, I won't have the exact details of it, but Cairns is a market which you should be expecting sort of around the 8% net yield. There is definite tourism risk. Because the borders are closure, there is going to be genuine I guess, short or even medium-term leasing risk in that market. So you're going to need to accept an even higher cap rate 
or uh, searched for a, almost like a non-tourist related type industry. So properties that I would like in this area would be probably more of the government style tenancies. And you just got to be careful because that will be a down market for a little while. Okay, uh, Townsville. So like Townsville, Townsville's a market we invest in all price points. There's some good pockets and bad pockets, but you're generally looking at a 7.5 cap rate for that area. That's recently compressed from about an 8.5. So that market is turning at the moment. So there is still good opportunity. And yeah, anything from industrial, government tenants, retail shopping centres, stuff like that. It's a pretty good market there. It's stable. It's got a good agriculture, mining service, defence, there's all sorts of sectors in that economy which will protect it from the ups and downs. So do you see that market tightening in the next couple of months, like 12 months time? Yes, definitely. Yeah, perfect. All right, Mackay. Look, we're not very active in Mackay. You'd probably be wanting north of 8% for this market because it is a bit smaller. It's not one-dimensional, but it's definitely not five-dimensional like some of the other economies that we'll be talking about. But yeah, look, north of 8% is what you'd be looking for, decent security asset. Perfect. And I'm guessing the next one, Rockhampton, is going to be similar. Yep, similar. You probably see about a 0.5% cap rate lower down there. So 7.5 is a good yield there. But again, you can still get well over 8% for the right asset. So depending on the risk of it or the length of lease or where it is located in Rockhampton, you'll see the yields fluctuate between 75 to 8.5. And would you be okay in those two areas now that the mining sector has committed to the Olive Down mines being open for a little while or how would you really attack that? Yeah, look, I like those markets. It's a low stock market and you've got to be comfortable your tenants are going to outlast these projects that are coming up because they are cyclical and it's great to invest while the next five years are going to be good, but what about the next 20? And that's how any true commercial investor should uh, think. You buy these assets for 20-year periods or more and don't just ride the next few years because you'll make a short-term decision that way. Yeah, I think they've commissioned that mine for 30 years or something like that, but obviously it's subject to ups and downs as well. Yeah. All right, mate, so Sunshine Coast. It's quite a large market over many geographical areas from the beaches to the hinterlands. It's a very strong market at the moment. It's getting propped up by strong interstate migration. Yields can range anywhere for an A-class asset into the low sixes all the way into, look, it's hard to get much over 7.5 in that area. Like anything over that will be a risky investment. So it might have a, an aging building or very short leases. But uh, generally we're finding 7% is probably the number that is what you want to hit, but that's getting harder to hit. There will be yield compression in the Sunshine Coast. And it's off the back of just billions of dollars of projects they've got up there. Like you would know about all sorts of, uh, there's probably about 30 odd billion dollars of projects they've got planned over the next five years. Lots of people are moving there. And I've actually found there's a lot of people from Melbourne moving up there at the moment too. That's sort of the, one of the major new growth markets for them. So yeah, interesting times for the Sunshine Coast. I like the market. Just got to be careful. There is a lot of land in certain areas. So whatever you buy, make sure it's not an oversupplied product in the future. And are you very active in that location? Yes, we buy anything from medical centres to shopping centres, all sorts of size, different size industrial assets. So we are over a a wide range of asset classes in this market. And yeah, we're we're sort of about 80% off market in this. It's sort of one of our best contact base for our agents. We work with all the major companies in that area and try secure assets before they go online. Yeah, perfect. 
How about Brisbane? We're seeing the super prime assets. These are the ones like the likes of Goodman's and the large Centuria Capital. The All those big managed funds are now buying properties into the 4% down there. So yeah. 4.5 to 4.8 is generally the yields for good quality industrial properties in there. But it's interesting because these are like $50 million investments. So they're normally just parking money up. We're looking more at the sub $10 million range, but probably averaging about $2 million. And we're still getting 6.5%, but it's very hard to get that now. Like we're picking the one out of 100 to get 6.5. But you fast forward 12 months ago, that was almost our minimum yield. It's just compressed so quick. And the way I see it going is the average industrial investment out there might sit around 5.5% net. And that's where we'll probably start looking at other markets because it's just getting tight, as simple as that. It's still good yield versus the current interest rate. But when you can uh, go up the coast and get an extra 1% yield, that's what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, if those yields get into the fours, you may as well look back in Sydney or Melbourne. And that's, yeah. the, I guess, the long-term argument. Yeah, that's right. How about Toowoomba? So Toowoomba is similar to the Sunshine Coast yields. It's probably about 0.5% higher. You can definitely get 8% there. We got one for a client at 8.5 two weeks ago. But our average in this market is probably around 7 to 7.5. And, and remember, these are for good leased products. They're not the ones with a one-year lease about to uh, expire because, of course, the yield would be higher. But, yeah, good stable market. It's done well through COVID. I predict that will keep holding its own. Again, you just got to pick the right asset class. You know, there is some weakness in the office markets. There's some strength in some of the industrial ones. But again, just make sure there's not too much land next to the one you're buying, because if it is an oversupplied product and the market slows a little bit, then uh, so will your growth. Yeah, definitely. Now, this is the interesting market, the Gold Coast. It's a very hard one to sum up. There's so many, and same with Brisbane. Like if we're talking retail, it's very weak. The border closures have been devastating to that market. And even last week with the closures again, it's just feels like a never-ending roundabout for these guys. Until the border closures are sort of a thing of the past, you're just not going to see the traffic volume that used to be there. And without international tourists as well, it'll be treading water for quite a while. Having said that, some of the industrial markets, the tightest ones in the country, vacancy rates are you know below 2% for many areas. Like You can't, can't get enough of that stock. So if you compare industrial to retail, it's two different worlds. And office market is somewhere in between that, interestingly. So very mixed market. I'm finding most industrial assets, good quality ones are going for auctions now because the agents know they can dictate terms. And look, the reason industrial is tied in the Gold Coast is there's just simply not much land zoned for industrial there. You've got your Burley Heads pockets, you've got your Molendina, you've got you know, some around Labrador. And uh, there's probably five or six little pockets, but there's not huge industrial areas relative to the population. So it is a tight market and I expect good growth for industrial assets there. Perfect. All right, moving away from Queensland, going into New South Wales, Coffs Harbour. So not a market we're currently in. We view Coffs Harbour and we'll use Port Macquarie in that same kind of category as well. It's just we don't see value in the yields because you're probably looking into the sixes, low sixes for a decent asset, sometimes into the fives. You may as well go up into uh, Brisbane for that number. You even look at the residential house prices there, like 
can cost more to buy a house there than 25 minutes from the Brisbane CBD. So I just see, because I'm a national buyer's agent, I look at things from comparing them to other cities across the country and it's just not an area I see great value, but it doesn't mean it's not a good investment. It's just one I've just chosen to stay away from. No worries. All right, mate, Armadale. So similar story and Tamworth as well. So look, we're not super active in the regional areas of New South Wales and it all comes to that same kind of conversation. We're seeing yields like I was looking at one in Bathurst the other day and it was a very average property and they wanted a 5.5 net yield for it. And it was probably the closest one I was to buying and because I wanted it at 6% for my client and they just wouldn't accept it. You know, someone bought it in a typical New South Wales style cash unconditional offer and you just think, what's the point? There's just better opportunities because we're looking in you know, South Australia to WA to uh, Queensland and like when you look at sort of what people are paying for, like I'm Sydney-based and I used to live in Port Macquarie. I'm very familiar with these areas, but they just don't stack up when I'm looking at it from a pure numbers point of view. Everything I'm saying is just general in nature. There is definitely an outlier good deal in every city, but when you're looking at it just from an overall point of view, there are better buyers out there. Yeah, I'm definitely a firm believer that there is a great way to make money in every single city. You just got to identify it. Correct. And again, like I'm just talking it from a, like a mass point of view. You know, if yeah, you're looking definitely. to buy 20 properties, your top 20 ones in Coffs Harbour wouldn't equal the, the top 20 would get in the Sunshine Coast, for example. So like I know you're based in Newcastle, you would be into little pockets into those markets, which would uh, some of those deals could be incredible opportunities. But there won't be a, like the general market won't reflect those top deals, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm actually based in Sydney. I just, I'm very, very bullish on the Newcastle market. And speaking of Newcastle, that's the next selection, Newcastle. It's funny because I always viewed you as Newcastle because we're always talking about <laughs> Newcastle properties, but you can find them as high as 9% in there, but they've got to be, there's a lot of work involved in those ones. Good quality properties can be five, five point five, six percent net yields in these areas. And they do represent good value. Look, it's a good city, which like you said, I'm also bullish on it. It's getting on the upper end of prices as well. So you've got to be compete hard for a good property. But yeah, that's generally where we see the yields sitting as well. So anywhere from five to probably seven percent every now and then you find one even higher. But, yeah, it's a low stock market too. There's just not a huge amount that's come up. So it is tough when you're uh, trying to buy many of these things. Yeah, definitely. All right, just up the road from Newcastle, Maitland. The yields are higher, probably another 1% higher than Newcastle. And I see your list, Cessnock, probably a similar story. So you can get into the sevens quite easily in these markets. And we're not super active. We've done a few deals there, like a little shopping centre. That was about a 6.5 net yield. And, yeah, haven't bought in Cessnock from memory, I don't think. So, yeah, look, next on your list I can see is Central Coast. That's one we're more active in. We like industrial assets there. We like little shopping centres there. We're sort of in the 6% every time in those markets. We've definitely squeezed some 7% in there as well. I think our most recent purchase was about 6.8 net yield. And, yeah, look, it's a market that... It's tight again as well. Not, not many people are selling. So you, you've got to fight pretty hard when a good one comes up and that will spell future yield compression as well. As long as the stock stays low and Sydney people get priced out of Sydney, Central Coast is a great little catchment area. Yeah, definitely. How about Dubbo? 
So Dubbo, we're not really active in. It's like if I just had to use my common sense hat without looking at that market, you're probably looking at a 6 to 7% net yield market, but yet very low stock. Hence why we do national searches when we look and very rarely do we see stuff pop up in Dubbo. In Dubbo, that sort of looks uh, exciting enough to drop everything to grab it. So yeah, doesn't mean there's no good deals. It's just from a volume point of view, we don't see much come through. No worries. How do you feel about Orange? I like Orange and I spent some time working there in a previous life. It's done very well post-COVID. A lot of people from Sydney are moving out there and particularly younger people as well. So it's got a kind of a more hip feel for a regional area and there's a bit of a cafe culture brewing down there and it's just looking quite good from a, I guess, a long-term growth point of view. The residential market's doing well. And that will obviously feed into the commercial markets as well. So as equity is created, they're going to feed their money into all parts of the economy. And we like industrial properties. We like even retail out there. Again, it's low stock, like probably every single place on your list here. But yeah, it's a good little market there. I hope you're enjoying the show. We'll be back after this short break. At Developer Life, we get it. You own a commercial property and want to add value to it, but you're not sure how or you just don't have time. Well, it has now never been easier for the novice investor to get professional results with our strategic value add strategy plan. We identify exactly how to add value to your property and deliver a step-by-step strategy plan to our clients. And if you're a passive investor looking for a total hands-off approach, we can even manage it for you with our project management service. So contact us today at www.developalife.com.au to secure your free 30-minute consultation today. That's www.developalife.com.au. We want to help you maximize the value of your commercial property. When's the last time you would have bought something in Sydney? Just looking at my list. It's been a while. It's, yeah, I could imagine. The years yeah, have been like for a long time, haven't they? Yeah, look, Sydney is just a market where... I don't look at it just from a yield point of view. Like, you know, if a client comes to me, I'll just use an example... Let's say they've got $1.5 million to spend. If you take that $1.5 million and look around the country and say, what is the best dollar-for-dollar dollar deal I can get? You might go, all right, purse on the market. You might be able to get a 1,000-square-metre warehouse in a good area. You might go into Brisbane and then you might be able to get nearly 2,000 square metres of land in the right area with a good shed on it or a multi-tenant investment. Or if you go regional, you might get something double the size of that. But you take that same $1.5 million into Sydney and you might only end up with a 150-square-metre shop. It just doesn't add up from a square metre rate for me as well. And the yields are terrible, you know. If you're getting a 5%, you're lucky. But there is weakness in this market. Like square metre rates for retail are very high relative to other parts of the country. So that makes it tough for retail businesses to be viable or profitable unless they're in a really good foot traffic area. And even that's unpredictable now in this new world we live in with uh, what are they call QR scan cards. You know, people are just less inclined to, you know, yeah. wine and all that kind of stuff. So, And look, there's no internationals here at the moment. 
that normally pile into Sydney or Melbourne. So that's going to hurt these markets in many areas. But look, yields can range from anywhere from 2% to 5% in this market. And I'd love to buy here. Logistically, it's easy. But where I live, I saw a laundry mat sell at a 1.7% net yield the other day. Yes. Whoever did that needs, uh, well, they've obviously just got too much money. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. How do you feel about the gong, Wollongong? Yeah, look, I like the Wollongong area, but it's starting to get pretty overpriced because it's just Sydney yeah. money, a lot of it. And there's some certain pockets in Wollongong where retail's looking very average. Like there's a lot of Phil Lee signs around. It's just too expensive, I think. Like I would compare Wollongong to maybe a Sunshine Coast type, you know, in between Gold Coast area. Like it's not tourist, but population-wise... It's not enormous, but it's very expensive. You're not that different from Sydney, to be honest. And if you're a local and you can snag a good deal, you know, great. But chances are there's just simply not much of value that's going to land in your email inbox ready to buy. You're going to have to pay a lot for a good property and that will kill your yield. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate. I have a feeling that you're going to be a similar feel about this place. Wagga wagga. Yeah, so again, it's probably just coming into that whole previous conversation, the one we used for Armadale, Tamworth, Cessnock, Dubbo, like all these are just, they're good markets, but they're isolated in nature and their volume of good properties is low. So as, again, someone who is in the business of finding properties for clients, it's just a low percentage play. We're not finding much there. And when there is a good property that comes up, like a really good one, it's normally probably snagged by a company like Burgess Rawson who will just auction it up in the Crown Casino and someone's going to pay it for a really silly yield. You see the supermarkets or the service stations or the childcare sell it a 3 4% yield and we don't chase that stuff. There's just simply better value out there. Yeah, there are so many deals out there. There's no reason to chase. I mean, how do you feel about NARA? I like now, like it's really doing well post-COVID. That whole coastline down there is just teeming. The retail markets are very strong down there. Like I spent the weekend in Kiama last weekend and I've never seen the shop so busy. I thought, oh no, there was one vacancy I saw and it just became vacant. It's a strong market and there's not much stock. And now that there's a lot more people visiting from our own state, because they're not going up to Queensland as much. There's just an extra shift of people into this area. So you're going to see a good short-term benefit down there. Yields are, again, probably mid-fives for this type of area. So there's not a huge amount of value there as a yield investor. But you've got to look at what's the reverse effect. Once borders are all open, everyone's kind of had their 12, 18, 24 months of travelling around New South Wales, will these areas get hit as much as they have? Because I know the residential market down there has never been stronger. So there was a two-bedroom unit sell for $2 million. It was not a beachfront either. It had views, but that's the property in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. It is very, very expensive down there, and that's Kiama. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate, so how do you feel about Canberra? So very active in Canberra. I almost feel like as a company buy all the good stock down there. Like it's not a big market, but we know all the agents worth knowing down there and we really try to target what's there. And there's not much. A few good industrial areas. It's got the best office market in the country. Obviously, it's supported by government down there. I actually saw a graph the other day where the net uptake has actually increased in Canberra since Mm. pre-COVID. So to give you... A comparison. So I'm looking at this graph now. So 
In Canberra has actually increased its demand by 40,000 square metres since pre-COVID. Sydney has decreased by 270,000 square metres. Melbourne has decreased by 200,000. And the next worst was Melbourne Suburban, so Middle yeah. Friends, that decreased by 50,000. Every single market decreased except for Canberra and St. Leonard's and wow. Sydney fringes, interestingly. So obviously that's the whole leave the COVID area and move into the suburbs. My company's office, we're in the suburbs, or we're in Bondi Junction, if you want to call that the suburbs, but it's a lot more attractive to me to not have to travel into a city where you've got to get on a train or deal with uh, the extra public transport or those expensive underground car parks in the city. I guess that's the whole attractiveness, the suburbs. So office markets have done better into the uh, you know, the suburbs. But, yeah, we diverge. Uh, Canberra is, like I said, it's probably one of the strongest office markets. And yields are actually pretty good there. We're averaging about 7.5 net for this market. And yeah, nice. I don't know how long that will last, but, yeah, good market. It's pretty it's like a master plan city. So There's generally not oversupplies or anything like that that you deal with. But, yeah, it's a market we like. Yeah, I really like that one because there's no stamp duty there. That must come into play when you're getting the serviceability of your clients as well. Yeah, look, it's only the first $1.5 million of purchase, but you might save $70,000. So that's cash that you can pretty much extend your serviceability limit to collect more rent. The return on equity looks quite good without that cost. All right, mate. How about Hobart? So Hobart, we haven't really bought there for three years. We're very active five to three years ago so that two-year period back then and that's when like the residential markets were booming and but look at it, the yields got really tight so if you go into the fringes yeah you might be able to find a, a sneaky nine percent there but it's not going to come without its risk but good cbd stuff can be as low as four percent in that market again there's just a wide range of scenarios are we looking at industrial or government buildings in the city so but the yields are quite low relatively i find so it's not a market we jump in too much yeah fair enough how do you feel about melbourne now look melbourne's getting a little bit better value like we did one last week sort of around that 5.8 percent net yields that was a pretty good industrial property which i thought was quite good for for melbourne that's normally a if anything it's lower than sydney historically because the reason melbourne is very low it's a bit of a hard one to answer but it's got the lowest yields in the country historically, and that's for residential as well. And my only guess is it's a bit of a culture thing where people from Melbourne would prefer to invest in Melbourne. So they're very backyard investors down there. However, since COVID and all that long lockdown period they had, it's like I know personally my biggest growth marketing clients is actually people from Melbourne. They're all looking to invest interstate. They don't care where they invest. They just want returns. So... We're now seeing softening of the yields in that market and there's a little bit more value there. And I'm not saying it's good enough to jump in if you've got a, a national viewpoint, but you can definitely get a better yield than you did 12 months ago, which is the opposite to, say, Brisbane. I'd say the yields have increased by about a percent in Melbourne. So they were sort of on average 3.5%. Now they're probably up to 45 Brisbane has on average dropped from 7% to 6%. So it's a pretty big difference in yields. Yeah, I have heard that uh, Victorians do like to invest in their own backyard. I definitely have heard that in the past. Mate, how do you feel about Geelong? Again, a pretty low stock market, so we don't see much down there. Look, it's a good market, to be honest. Like, There's many people that are very bullish on this market. 
Yeah, look, the weakness that Melbourne's getting pushed into its regional centres around it, and Geelong's the closest one. So, yeah, we're seeing a positive outlook for that market. If you can get a good yield down there, it's definitely one to look at. What about a bit more regional, Warrnambool? So Warrnambool yields, like there was one that sold at a Burgess Rawson auction yesterday. It was a government building on a seven-year lease. It was around probably a $3.5 million, $4 million type purchase, but it was vacant for many years. And they basically just packaged it up, put a government tenant into it, and it sold for a well under 6% net yield. So that just tells me there's, there is strength in the market, but like, it's dangerous strength. Like that's too low for a market like that. If you're looking at it, you know, unbiasedly across the country, a market like that should be eight percent, and it's definitely well under that. Yeah, I guess you just have to ask yourself: if I lose this tenant, how easy is it, or hard is it going to be for me to find a new one? And then you can kind of gauge your risk and yield off that. Yeah, and it's a smart thing to say because whoever bought that obviously is very confident that tenant won't leave because if they did leave, I think they'd lose over a million dollars in that example. Just simply wouldn't be worth anywhere near what they paid for it without that tenant. All right, mate. So moving on to South Australia, Mount Gambia. So yields in South Australia are pretty good. So Mount Gambia is an 8% market. It's a very slow and steady market. Like Adelaide and South Australia in general can kind of be summed up a slow and steady market. You've got stamp duty concessions down there. It's not a rapidly growing market or there's not large amounts of upside there, but we've seen yields compressed there. And it's really just, I guess, probably the Melbourne type conversations, people investing outside of Melbourne, they look quite quickly to South Australia. So all your regional areas around that and Adelaide itself has benefited from, I guess, some of the uh, money invested outside of Melbourne. Yeah, perfect. All right, we've just touched on Adelaide there, so we'll skip that one. How do you feel about Port Lincoln? Not a market we really invest in. It's a very small area. If you're going into a market like that, you'd probably want at least 8.5%. Doesn't mean you won't invest there, but like I'd really want a strong lease covenant over it to go into that market. But look, you can get very good return on equity. Like if you can land an 8.5 net return and you've got you know a good parcel of land and a good property on it and a good tenant, and then you don't have to pay your full stamp duty, you can actually do very well in these types of markets. you just got to have confidence that at least over the next 10 years, you're hopefully going to have uninterrupted rent. And not all types of tenants will give you that. But if you've found a property, the tenant's been there for 10, 20 years already, that's the type of homework you need to do for those markets. Moving on to West Aussie, Kalgoorlie. Not a market we've invested in. It's very mining related. I would assume would have trouble with lending for a market like that because the banks would view it as a effectively that mining town stigma to it. So you wouldn't be able to run up with a, a nice clean 70 or even 80% loan. You'd be 50, 60% stuff. So you're basically investing more cash just to get a similar deal because the banks would see it as a risk. And look, I think that's just a market that you'd need to be very careful with. And if you've got the right tenant that will outlast the ups and downs, then you know, that's the homework again that you need to do to justify it. And how about Bustleton? From Mem, we've only ever bought one down there. It was an 8% plus net yield. It's a very low stock market. Like we're talking quite small towns relative to the other ones we've brought up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not one of our old stomping grounds. It's one you just look around occasionally and if you see a really good asset, you jump on. Um, but look, I'm quite bullish over WA in general. 
it's one of our sort of big target areas. But most of our work is Perth. And it's just because there's a greater pool of tenants to potentially replace one if you ever lost one. Yeah, perfect. All right, mate, we've got a few WA locations coming up. So Bunbury. So Bunbury, haven't done any deals in that. Next one on your list, yeah, Rockingham. We've actually done quite a few in that market. Okay. Average 8%. So we're sort of more uh, just big industrial type properties there. All our previous purchases have been sort of well over 1.5 million. So they're kind of larger purchases. But I guess the reason for that was we're buying very long leases and they were very established businesses. And the yields can be very good. It's just a low stock market again. It's a market we might not even see a good property come up for 12 months. But at the same time, there might be a couple next month. So you just always keep, we always keep our eye because, yeah, it does represent good yield. And the market cycle is quite favorable for that sort of uh, southwest WA area. And how about the uh, beautiful location of Fremantle? We haven't actually done a deal there. I guess one of the reasons for that, and this is just purely guessing, I don't think we've seen any yields exciting enough there. And it's probably because there's a bit of a premium for that market versus for its actual size. So just by luck, haven't done much there. And it's not one I really know too much about. Yeah, fair enough. So Perth is somewhere where uh, Rethink is really targeting this year, huh? Yeah, so we're purchasing a at least one a week in this market, maybe up to three a week. So we're always in this market and yields on average are in the low sevens for us. So we're getting the sevens, but we're not worried about going into the low sixes if it's a perfect type of business and tenant. You just get good value for money up there. Like You can often buy properties 20 30% below what they were 10 years ago because it was booming previously. Yeah, It's had a shocker out there. Last seven, eight years has just been, it's all declines really. And we're now at a point where there's value. I think it was 2012 or 14, around that kind of period, the average house was more than Sydney. Now look at it, it's chalk and cheese. So there's, there's good value there if you can deal with any short-term risk. It's got the worst office market in the country. It's sitting 20% vacant. So to put that in perspective, imagine you just filled up every building at 100%. That would leave one in five vacant, totally vacant. So one in five of those towers you don't need at the moment. So that will take a long time to get absorbed. There's massive rental incentives needed. So got to be very careful. Like We don't touch office space, but we like neighbourhood shopping centres in Perth. Because they've got a, a higher average income in Perth, it's actually higher than Sydney. So from a retail perspective, it works. And the industrial market is pretty good out there as well. So they're our ones. And we're, we're sort of operating at about three quarters of our properties off market in that as well. So there's a very big difference between some of the ones you'll see online to some of the ones that I guess you can get through networks. And it's a market that you'll see heat up over the next couple of years for sure. Perfect. How about Geraldton? Yeah, so like we haven't really done any purchases in there. Like, I guess we haven't seen a need to do a great deal outside of Perth. I, I did mention we've done a, a few in Rockingham, but yeah, it's sort of that. It's really just sticking to those big areas because there's just so much more risk once you go into those other areas. Like your next ones on your list, where you've got Carrara uh, and Port Headland. Like, yeah, I don't even know how you would go getting a loan in those areas. Yeah, <laughs> it's still quite like I was actively investing in the last mining boom. I never bought a mining boom property because I actually saw my father lose a lot of money in that. Bought a, a bunch of townhouses in Moorumbah and they 
dropped 70% in value and he lost a lot of money all at the wrong time. And that's just something I never will expose myself to, no matter how good the excitement is of the upcoming boom. So that's very fresh in my mind when I think those types of markets. And I'm not 100% correct saying that, like I've just got a personal slant to, to avoid those areas, but I just like slow and steady and predictable. And that kind of just leads you mostly to capital cities or uh, major regionals. Yeah, perfect. So the last one in WA, Broom, I'm sure it's going to be similar. Yeah, very similar. Obviously, that's got a bit more of a tourism flair to it, but it's just probably like it's a hard sell. If I was showing a property to a client in Broom, probably the most isolated property you could possibly buy in Australia. So that makes people feel a bit uneasy, but it doesn't mean there's not good deals there. It's just, yeah, one we have really uh, looked at just by uh, nature, I guess. Perfect. All right. Last one on the list for today, Darwin. So Darwin's an interesting market. Like it's extremely low stock. You're into the sevens and eights for this market. It's probably got a pretty good outlook in some areas, but like we've only done a few, like we did a government office that was an 8.5% net yield. We did a couple of uh, industrial properties into the eights as well. So for us, it needs to be an 8% net yield to go into this area. But yeah, look, for its size, we just don't see much out there compared to the volume of properties we'll see in a similar size city, which is Townsville. Darwin seems just to have less out there that we like purchasing. And I think it's just, again, we choose to pick up certain other markets over Darwin. But I dare say in the next five years, it'll probably be one we get into more. It's just, it's probably just not there yet for us. All right, mate. Well, that's been very, very informative. And Scott also has a great podcast himself called Inside Commercial Property, if you want to check that one out. And where else can the listeners find you, Scott? Probably just Google Rethink Investing. You'll see us everywhere on the internet. So we've got a website. And yeah, look, if there's any specific questions you'd like to ask, just call uh, 1300 965 551. And that's our sort of our office number. And we'll get back to you. Happy to chat about markets and where the opportunities are, no obligations, of course. So, yeah, just let us know and uh, best way. Perfect, mate. My guest today has been Scott O'Neill. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, mate. All right, everyone. We have made Scott's book, Rethink Property Investing, available in the Commercial Property Resource Shop. Now, we are going to do a promo code on this book for two weeks. Two weeks only because it's a new arrival. So we're going to use the promo code CPS20 to get 20% off the book for the next two weeks. So you got to get in quick. By the time the next episode comes out, it'll be finished. So make sure you get in quick on the Commercial Property Show website. Go to shop, put in the promo code CPS20 to get 20% off Scott's new book, Rethink Property Investing. I cannot wait to read this. It's going to be awesome. All right, all right. That brings us to our newest segment to the show. And that segment is called Ripper Ripper Resource. In this segment, I'm going to share some resources that I have personally used, read, or listened to that have made a big difference in my life, and I think they deserve to be shared. So, this week's Ripper resource is 
You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. Now, don't let the title fool you. It doesn't mean you are actually born with money. It means you are born with every opportunity to become rich. You have the power. So, when you purchase this book on Audible, it's actually not the book being read to you. It's the uh, seminar that Bob did years and years ago. Very, very famous seminar. Bob Proctor's been in the self-help motivational speaker game for a very, very long time. He's like an OG of that industry. And he's an amazing human being. You can also watch the seminar for free on YouTube. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Bob puts a lot of his great content out for free. But this seminar really goes deep into your mind, the human mind, the expectations you have of yourself and your inner talk. Are you negative? Are you telling yourself bad things about yourself? Or are you really positive? And what kind of people you're attracting into your life? And I knew it was a good book or seminar because as soon as I finished it, I started it again and wanted to listen to it again. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. It's this week's Ripper Resource. It's You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. All right, this week's winner of the Value Add Strategy Plan for their commercial property is... OcuStim. Thank you so much for going in the draw. Now you just need to contact me so you can collect your prize. If you would like to go in the draw to win 50% off a strategic value add strategy plan for your commercial property, all you have to do is go onto Apple Podcasts, give the podcast a five-star rating and leave a review with your name and you will automatically be in the draw for next episode. Thank you so much to Scott O'Neill and Kevin McLeod for the music. And in the words of Grant Cardone, you will not have a successful life surrounded by negative people. I'm Andrew Bean, signing off. This has been a Developer Life production.